This is The Jerry Callahan Show. We don't have to get into the details, but it's been a uh, it's been a rough couple of months for my boy here, Turtle Boy. It's been he's had some he's had some ups and downs, some issues, and you've seen him occasionally. He looks a little down in the dumps. Not today, not this week. Turtle Boy is riding high. I get we got a lot to get to today. We're gonna get to uh, the the smoking gun with Dr. Fauci. I know it's not a surprise to anybody who's paying attention, anybody who doesn't work for MSNBC, but. Fauci, that little weasel, that that evil garden gnome, lied under oath, and hopefully somebody will come knocking at his door and uh, frog march that uh, dirt bag out of uh, out of that office that he's been in for fifty years. Um, uh, we'll get to the Netflix protest too, because you know I I I just want to say that I think we should be more sensitive when we do comedy because people are hurting. They're hurting. We need to be empathetic for those people who are hurting. You know, when we tell jokes, but we have to start with Turtle Boy's, one of his finest moments. I have to say, when I see these stories, Turtle Boy, when they're breaking over Twitter and they're breaking on social media, I say, Turtle Boy just must be uh, just giddy. He must be just beside himself with joy because you brought down. I like to think of her as a... uh, a Globe employee, a Boston Globe contributor, somebody who has been working and for the Globe, paid by the Globe, supported by the Globe. Globe has lied uh, about her for years. You've been fighting the good fight. You've been trying to point out to most of us that this woman, this uh, social justice warrior, and, by the way, grifter and, and flimflam artist of the highest order, You've been pointing out what a uh, crook she is for years now, correct? That's uh, dating back to about July of 2020 is when I first started ripping into her. For for more than a year, you've been uh, blogging, writing, tweeting, uh, talking about Monica Cannon Grant. And you know what? Every time I read it, read you, talked to you, I said, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. And it was. She was, well, I should say her family, her home, her house, which, as you point out, she built, uh, bought with money that people that that she that she scammed out of people, which their fault is not her fault. She's she got people to give her money and uh, she bought a house and uh, among other things. But it was raided. It was raided by the authorities the other day. And uh, you think you you. uh, you believe it wasn't uh, because of her husband. It was her uh, as well, correct? That's what people are telling me, that she's really the bigger target here. And uh, by getting to him, he's the one that screwed it up by putting his name on that mortgage loan. That's what led to all of this happening. You, you, he used company, like the most obvious thing ever. You cannot use a business account for a nonprofit to try to purchase a home for yourself. Duh. But he did that. They got red flags everywhere. They looked into them. They raided the house. And now they confiscated everything, phones, computers, you name it. And they're going to go through all through her records. And well, which, be- which uh, department did this? Which I saw the video of the, you know, they got well, the police and, and their vests on. And they're going, and they actually confiscated her daughter's phone while her daughter was live streaming the raid. Correct. Yes. They were looking for one of those gotcha moments with the police. Like, you know, I'm filming you. I'm filming you. Actually, they're like, actually, you're not. We're going to take that. We have a warrant for the phone, which was hilarious. Which was so who who were these cops? Uh, I, some postal police. Uh, I don't think it was FBI, but they definitely weren't taunting police officers. They didn't look like to me. Uh, they were and federal. They were federal. They were federal. They were federal for sure. So and, she, 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 they are in real trouble because as I point out often, you know, police work nowadays is in many ways more difficult than it used to be, but in other ways it's easier because we have so much hard evidence that we didn't used to have a generation ago. We have phones, computers, we got black and white, you know, you got, uh, you got stuff on, you know, uh, on on the computer, on the phone that uh, is, is almost undeniable. They, if, if you had to guess, you'd say they have a boatload of evidence against her, correct? Oh, yeah. I'm sure she was quite sloppy. I put good money on it. Uh, but the one thing she does have going for her is it's being the United States attorney is the one, you know, filing charges against her. Who's going to be the United States attorney in two months, Jerry? So you believe Rachel Rollins will be confirmed 
I mean, and which Democrat is going to defect? Uh, I'm not sure, but she's pretty bad. So maybe I, I don't know. May, you know, maybe is is she going before the Senate? She's going before the Senate. She had her hearing. Uh, there was it was eleven oh eleven in the whatever subcommittee. It's usually a formality. These people are right. passed along. But you know, just when when people like Tom Cotton and Ted Cruz are speaking out against you, I feel like Democrats just want to automatically do the opposite. Right. right. Like if Tom Cotton doesn't like her, then I like her. I think that's the way that a lot of them will look at it. And I think though they're just not going to look into her. They don't care that much about. But who the U.S. Men. attorney, the next U.S. attorney, can't be worse than this one, correct? I mean, this one. If you miss, if you've missed it, Rachel Rollins is another one of these radical uh, um, attorney uh, uh, district attorneys. She's a district attorney now. She's been nominated, of course, by Biden as a U.S. attorney because she is so radical. She doesn't prosecute many, many crimes like many of the inner city uh, DAs, the Soros picked, Soros funded DAs who've legalized crime. She's one of them. I've told the story many times of uh, a friend of mine who's a cop in Boston and he says it's madness. They can't arrest people for shoplifting. So the same people shoplift at the same stores every day and the best they can do is go to their house and ask for the stuff back. And then the, the next day they steal it again. He says it's insane. You can't prosecute for resisting arrest so every criminal knows there's no downside to making a run for it when they get caught so they do that and the cops are just beyond frustrated but they don't have to worry about it much longer because they're going to get kicked off the force anyway for not getting vaccinated so you know law and order things are going great in this country now but back to monica cannon grant and my favorite thing about her again she's a prominent social justice warrior a prominent activist who essentially um, 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 intimidates everybody. Obviously, the Globe um, uh, um, hold, holds her in high esteem. She, they, they, they do her PR. They let her write op-eds. They really let her write op-eds. They pay her. She works for the Globe. She's uh, under federal investigation, obviously, now. But my favorite thing about her, Turtle Boy, has always been that she, the way she pays the bills... Uh, she she scams everybody, but the, including the city. The city gave her an office that's worth thousands, thousands. Believe me, we've we've For been free. looking. We've been looking at offices. I, I'd love to have the office they gave her, so she could run her scams out of an you know official uh, have an official address for the place from which she could run her scams. But my, again, my favorite thing about her is on a weekly basis or monthly basis, she pays the bills by getting. Guilty white liberals in the suburbs to send her money. She oh, basically, yes. she does reparations on a personal level, on a retail level. She calls, uh, I don't know how she, she wasn't waiting. Yeah, she wasn't waiting for Shirley Jackson Lee or Barbara Lee, whatever the name is, to uh, you know finally get that bill passed. She's not waiting around for that. She's going to go out and get her own reparations. How do you do that? By the way, you find them at the protests that you hold. No, you, you just go on Facebook and you're like, hey. Uh, you know, I have 50,000 people. A lot of you are white. Give me money or you're racist. And then they do because they don't want to be racist, Jerry. And they do it. Have you ever reached out, ever reached out to one of these fools? I mean, I've mocked Wellesley, them. Uh, <laughs> that would be a good turtle boy blog if you actually get a hold of them and said, how do you feel now? First of all, you're a fool, even if the woman is on the level. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're sending her money because her great, 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 great grandparents were supposedly slaves, and I guess you're supposed in Boston. To, yeah, you're supposed to think your great 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 grandparents were slave owners, which they probably weren't. Odds are they weren't, and because of that, you take your hard-earned money or your family or your husband's hard-earned money, give it to a woman, so she can, she can, uh, so you can underwrite her scams. You know she's a grifter. You know she's never done an honest day's work, or her whole life is about how can we. Um, it's just about them. it's about themselves, Jerry. It's not about her. They want to feel better about themselves. They need they don't know any black people, so they need to give money to some black person. And here's this woman yelling at them. So you might as well give it to her. I think that's the thing. And we like to point out on this show the the great hypocrisy of the uh, you know of, of the of the media more than anything. And as you've pointed out, as you've written, that's one of the great that, that that's one of the, the, the my favorite parts of this whole story is she not only is a working contributor working she, she a paid contributor to the boston globe by the way 
I don't subscribe. I, I know you do. You're a big fan. Oh, big what fan. have they written? What has the Globe written about the fact that their girl got busted by the feds? I mean, they did write something about it. They had to because it was all. I mean, it was federal raid. So, uh, but they did mention that she was previously the Bostonian of the year. So they had to acknowledge that. You know who she was. <laughs> they didn't get too into the details. They didn't mention you know a lot of the stuff that I've covered. But the fact that they had to mention it. And by the way, in that column. They didn't have comments open for that one. The Globe usually has the comment section wide open on blogs. They had no comments on that story, which I found interesting because, you know, anytime they wrote about her, she would get ripped in the comments. Like she was the secret that everybody knew because of Turtle Boy. Anytime anybody would write about her, it would just like immediately people would flood it with Turtle Boy links, Turtle Boy links, blah, blah, blah. It was like they knew it. And they just like, how do you go to work every day and you write stories about this woman and you know the truth and you just. Well, I mean, I, I mean, you and I, you and I know that the globe and Monica Cannon Grant are, you know, they're, they're kindred spirits. I mean, they're both essentially grifters. Nobody takes the globe seriously. It's just a, a band of some uh, people do take the globe seriously, Jerry. Uh, nobody, mean, nobody who's paying attention. Nobody, nobody, that knows. You know, nobody who you go to barbecues with, but okay. Okay. Melrose okay. Wellesley, like they read the globe, the globe. Okay, start do they read Kevin Cullen? Cullen? Do they read, uh, you know, Callum Borges or, or no, Mike they read, they read they Renee understand Grand, how corrupt they, the Boston globe is. If they did, they would know it's a joke. But they the Boston don't, globe, they don't, you know, uh, again, We've gone over this a million times. We know the Boston Globe yeah. is not really a newspaper. And You're preaching to the choir, though, Jerry. You understand, like, you and I, most people don't think like us in Massachusetts, especially out in Eastern Mass, you know, in that in that Metro West bubble. How many, do you think people in Newton know about Kevin Cullen? Do you think they listen to the Kirk Minning? Well, no, they don't. Do you think they, they know that? They don't. Have you seen the numbers? And the, you should do this someday. Look at the circulation numbers. No one buys the Globe anymore. It doesn't, nobody reads it. It doesn't have impact anymore. But anyway. Back to their, uh, again, this is what they do. They ignore the truth. Turtle Boy has been writing about this for over a year. They ignore it. They pretend that this woman's on the level. Because of their coverage, I'm, I'm not letting them off the hook, but then you get organizations, you know, woke organizations like the Red Sox and the Celtics, Celtics. who honor this woman, honor her. By the way, honor her for what? What is the, what, what do they... I know because Jerry, the media put the Globe is really the, ultimately the responsible for her. They put her up as and made her the civil rights leader of our era in our area. Because you need a leader, you need a you need a face of the franchise. She they're like, okay, we need a face of Black Lives Matter. Who's going to be? Well, this one's yelling really loudly. She says she's in charge. She's and and that's why they put her out there. Is like she's the civil rights icon of our time. And the the Celtics aren't going to investigate that. They're like, who? Okay, her. Yeah, sure, her. But like, give her front row seats. Make her Bostonian of the year. But, whatever. Uh, it doesn't take much to read, you know, the TV Daily News to read the Tur Turtle Boy blog. If you know, obviously, I, I, I disagree. I think everybody knows the Globe is not an honest broker here. The Globe, they know, they, they, you know, vaguely about Mike Barnacle, Kevin Cullen. They know the Globe has a rich history of making stuff up, of lying to its readers. So they know in this case when they read about. What a wonderful civil rights leader Monica Cannon Grant is. They know that's not true. So if you actually explored and read oh, Turtle Boy or just followed Turtle Boy, you'd say, wow, this this woman's a scam artist. I mean, <laughs> there's nothing the, the not, problem not is, on the level. And then as soon as people see a Turtle Boy link, they're like, they've already prejudged. They're like, I'm not reading that. He's a white supremacist. He's this and that. And but that's honestly what that's how tribal we've become is that you just see the source and you're like, I'm not clicking on that. I'm not reading about her. I assume everything he's saying is a lie because the media has told me that everything he's saying is a lie. This is like think like people like Joy Reid on a bigger national scale. Like they say this, you can't listen to Tucker. Oh, it's on Tucker's show. It's untrue. Everything the right says is untrue and it can't be trusted. All right, then we'll get down to ju just the facts here. That's all the facts. Um, Monica Cannon Grant, the the uh, civil rights activist that the Globe paid, hired, uh, uh, propped up, is a virulent racist. I mean, let's be honest. By today's standards, if she were um, not, if she were on the other side of the aisle, if she had a different agenda, she would have been canceled. Uh, like. <laughs> emphatically you would never hear from her again she would be destroyed her life would be destroyed she spoke of a political candidate a black woman with a white husband uh correct and said 
She's out there riding white penis. For a credit week. score. For a credit score. And 40, <laughs> 40 acres and a mule, she said. And that's to what she said. her credit score, she was riding white penis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just going to guess that if this were uh, a, a, some, you know, a white guy who is, you know, yeah. forget, forget hey, me. Monica, he, don't knock it till you try it. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but but this is this is how corrupt the media is. And again, we, we could focus on the globe. But the New York Times, the ABC, these would do this. They would do the same thing. They this is one of their people. She's on their team, so she could say the most vile, racist thing, and they will either forgive it or rationalize it or ignore it. In this case, they ignored it. You had to go to Turtle Boy. And by the way, if you didn't exist, if you had you know killed yourself like you threatened to do not long ago. Hey. Easy, sensitive issue. She, she would be, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I didn't think of your feelings. I'm, I'm going to play Ted Sarandos. Yes, you go apologize. I'm going to go protest outside of wherever you are right now. <laughs> you kind of remind me of those uh, protesters outside of Netflix. Me? <laughs> no. Uh, my, purple hair. We'll, we'll get to them. We'll get to them. But if you didn't exist, she wouldn't be getting raided. She wouldn't be exposed. That's why you're, you know, so good at what you do. But, you know, the Globe probably has 200 people whose job it is is to ignore the story. Like they ignore many stories that make their guys, their people, their their team look bad. Fortunately, you still exist. You're still alive. And you exposed her. And now, hopefully, she's going to federal prison. Won't that be sweet? Be will, awesome. will those Wellesley moms and will they send the check right to the prison to the canteen fund? They might. <laughs> she might actually get a grift going from prison. That would not surprise me. That would be all awesome. right. You uh, obviously you can read all about this on TV Daily News. But if, do you have any updates? What's the what's the latest? Do we? Uh... Uh, you know, her association with politicians is obviously starting to become Ooh. problematic. So the Boston Herald interviewed Michelle Wu about it yesterday, and she said she's keeping an eye on it. Uh, that, oh. you know, but that, she, that she's done good things for the community in the past. Cause all these politicians, Elizabeth Warren, you know, how many politicians we have pictured with her donated her both candidates for mayor. And this is George did as well. She's donated to her Julia uh, Mejia. You go down the line, Andrea Campbell, they've all proudly been associated with her. Cause they're all scared because nobody wants to be called a racist. These, I don't care. It means nothing to me anymore. It's like, it, cause it's a, a, a meaningless word to them at this point. But a lot of people are still afraid of being called a racist, Jerry. It is uh, hell yeah. I mean, that's that is the biggest factor in our you know the, 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 our social discourse these days is who get who can be intimidated into either compliance or silence, right, or both, and who can't. And the fact is, most people in the media they can be intimidated, and in many cases, I don't blame them. If you have a job at ESPN, right. if you're just some bubblehead and you and you read the, the teleprompter at ESPN and you're making a half a million bucks a year if you're, I don't know, if you're Neil Everett. And I mean, you're going to say whatever you have to say to survive, even if it's just nonsense, even if you even if you turn on your own coworkers, you know, like like Sage Steele. But you'll do and, and if you work for Netflix or if you work for you know, almost anybody, any corporation, you're going to be intimidated. You know that if they turn on you, label you racist, homophobic, transphobic, you ain't Dave Chappelle. You're not going to recover that easily. They can wreck you. And this is, and there's almost no recourse in, at least in your case, you have a very popular blog and, and, and you can have your say, but if you're just a guy working at whatever, and I'm working at a major American corporate Amazon, and you see this kind of insanity or Netflix, and you realize that these, you know, these activists, these trans activists are insane and anti first amendment. You can't speak up. You can't speak up because immediately you're you're a transphobe. You're racist. And people, a lot of people still think that's the worst thing in the world to be labeled racist, even if it's from even if it's from an obvious grifter like Monica Kim. A racist herself. Right. Or a liar like you, you know, you name it, the, the Boston Globe or Liz Warren or whoever, if they turn on you, they can destroy you. And there's almost mm-hmm. no recourse. You can't what are you gonna go to social media? They'll cancel you. You know, they'll get banned. Well, the only people that kind of can survive, and this is actually, I'm going to write a book about this, Jerry. I've decided my next book is going to be about this topic because I think people would be curious how to beat cancel culture. You know, you and I are one of the few people 
who have actually beaten it. You know, most people submit to cancel culture. They go along with it. They just do it, you know, because you need a job. That's the hardest part about this is you need money. Whereas if you can find a way to be, you know, financially stable in the face of cancel culture, then you can beat it because there is a market out there of people who want this stuff? Like Joe Rogan never submitted to cancel culture. He's doing great. Well, but, so, but, but, but hold on. And I like Rogan and I'm with you. He said he supported Bernie Sanders. I think Rogan's smart and he doesn't go all in. He knows he's not a real Bernie Sanders supporter, but in ways he does throw a bone to I think those. He was high when he said that. <laughs> well, that's, that's often the case, but I, I don't think that's a great example. I do think that he... Uh, fights back when the well, how about t- Tucker? Tucker's the good Tucker's, example. Tucker's the the greatest example. He will not. I mean, by the way, they could cancel him. He wouldn't change a thing. He would still stick to his guns. He would make they- money. He'd be fine. He'll just start his own, you know, paid subscription thing. Right. And I would pay. A lot of people would pay. You can make money. P- places like the Daily Wire exist because everybody, ha- all these websites now have like, you know, a ten dollar a month or like Stephen Cr- Ladder or Crowder. You can join Mug Club, eighty bucks a year. And you get, you know, a little additional content that no one else gets. If you get, you know, 10,000 people to join that times whatever a month, you're doing pretty well for yourself. You can survive. So basically in in the cancel culture era, the way to survive is your supporters need to just chip in a little bit here and there and you'll be good. What what do you think of that idea, Corano? I think that's a great idea. idea. I think that's exactly what uh, we're trying to do over at Locals, (laughs) calahan.locals.com. You think, you think, you know, we should have thought of that, Corano. Yes, you can join us. Uh, on uh, you get a free show every week, and and we're still working on some other things, but uh, that is a way to join uh, to beat cancel culture, to beat the Go directly to your supporters, yeah, the liars exactly. and the scumbags that are, uh, are, are, are determined on a day. And for us, it's uh, every day, every single day, they try to cancel us, they try to destroy us. We've gone over this many times, but one way you can beat them, defeat them, is join us on locals, locals.com. Hey, it's, uh, you know, well, that way, that way you're free, but it's cheap. And you know, you're doing your part to fight cancel culture. I have no tolerance. Here's what drives me nuts, Turtle Boy. I know you, uh, you don't have a lot of time here is, and and it's not the worst thing in the world. And I still like people like, like, like Adam Carolla. I like him. But when I hear people like him say, oh, you can't back down to cancel culture, you know, just don't apologize. Don't, don't let them. Right. It's easy for him. It's easy for him. He doesn't even know what it's like. He's never been canceled. He's he's opinionated and he's and he can be edgy and he's certainly a right winger or a libertarian, but he's never lived through cancel. He's never had people. He's he's good friends with the CEO of Podcast One. You know, hangs out with him. He's in no danger. Of yeah, he's ever. too rich. He's too rich to be touched by cancel culture. Right. You know, and, when you're and, but even if they did come after him, he wouldn't. It wouldn't be a problem. Cancel culture is not about people like Adam Carolla or even right. people like Tucker Carlson. And I know they go after Tucker every day. It's an obsession with the uh, with the sleeping giants and the media matters guys. And they've succeeded in getting people to bail on him advertisers, but they're never going to bring him down. I don't think because he's too good. And they have, you know, the Fox News makes most of its money on subscriptions, include, uh, which is like over a billion dollars a year they make on subscriptions so they can survive even if all the commercials are about something that sucks the wax out of your ear or that relief factor thing that they, you put a patch on and all your pain goes away, that those are their only advertisers because yeah. of the scumbags activists, you know, the, right. the, the, the Murchison's on the, on the national, but the people like Adam Carolla and others, Oh, don't ever back down. You don't even know what it's like, Adam Carolla. I mean, you know, well, Jerry, that's why people find turtle boy. So inspiring is because I am just the little guy who yes. survived cancel culture. Like you're right. It's easy for the big dogs to survive it, but the little dogs who can't afford to lose their job. Like I get, I had a nice career as a teacher, Jerry. There was a nice pension at the end of the rainbow. I could have kept doing that for 30 years and been just fine. But you know what? Life is about taking chances. And I'm like, I am not going to shut my mouth and just go along with everything forever. I'm going to take a chance. And you know, here we are. And, we and, are. and yes. And you are a great example. There are a few others. I mean, I think Jesse Kelly's a good example on a national level. He's not Tucker Carlson or, or even Adam Carolla, but he will flat out say, and, and, and I'd like to think that he stole it from me, um, you know, not actually, but I, I have taken this tact for years that if you're going to call me, you know, racist or homophobic, I'm going to call you a child molester. You know, there's just as much substance to my accusation as yours. 
I did it with, with Gary Tangway on the air and he walked off the air and I just turned, you know, I turned the tables on him and said, you know, you're going to say that what I said is racist or, uh, or, or homophobic or transphobic. I'm going to say what you did or what you said is, is pedophilia. You're a pedophile. So you, you go fire with children. fire. fire you're, that, that's how you yes, fight. That's yeah. how it works. That's how it has to work. And I think Jesse Kelly's a good example of that where they will call him whatever racist, homophobic, and he will turn and go after them. That's how it has to be. Uh, again, I'm okay with, with, you know, with guys like Corolla or, you know, big, big stars, uh, you know, whoever, uh, there are others who are like him and say, Oh, don't ever back down a cancel culture, but they've never actually lived through it. Um, no, they're too old to have, to have had that experience. You know, people like them will get canceled, you know, kind of from here on out because of all the, Power of the well, I think, I think Turtle Boy's right in that Corolla has too much money and power and right. he's connected. And, you know, it doesn't matter what he says. They've probably gone after him at a smaller level, at a, you know, a little bit. But he's not going to get canceled. And he doesn't know what it's like to be canceled. It, he, he doesn't he can't really relate to the little person. And Turtle Boy's right, by the way. He's a good example, a smaller guy who does good work who blogs and does his little whatever his little tv shows and does his thing and they never stop coming after him you know the paypal cancels him twitter will cancel him facebook will take him down and he'll just keep grinding that's something corolla has no concept of actually being canceled and having to find a way to do your job find a way to survive that's what it's all about for little people and that's why people are so intimidated it's it's sad, but I don't blame them. If you're if you're just hanging on your local whatever sports talk show host or a local TV host or, or even uh, you know you're working at a big corporation, you're doing well, you're making a good living, and somebody says you know we're uh, we're all walking out because you know some uh, someone in the company said something transphobic. Let's all walk out. You're thinking. Do I, you know, obviously, you know, it's nonsense. There's nothing offensive about it, but you feel like you have to join the crowd, join the pack because you have to survive. You know, you got bills to pay, a family to support, a career you don't want to lose. So you submit and you go, go along with the mob. It's too bad, but I understand uh, in, in why some people do it. And uh, we'll get to, we'll just, just pretend. Uh, it's probably one of your dreams, Karana, that you're working for Netflix. Yeah. And uh, you're in, I don't know, content production, some department there. You're making a hundred grand. You got benefits. Your friends are jealous. You get to, you know, you're in the ground floor at Netflix and you, and somebody says, you know, we're, we're walking out, we're protesting. Do you say, no, I'm not going to do it because it's, it's bullshit that, you know, or do you say, I'm going to keep my head down. I'm going to walk out with these, these, these lunatics and I'm going to hope that nobody, uh, you know, singles me out and, and, and I, and I can show up the next day and have, continue to do my phony baloney job. As a young guy, I might've done that, but not now. There's no way in hell I would do that. I, I'm so anti-establishment, anti-authority that if people try to pressure me that way, anti-peer pressure, I just get immediately obstinate. I'm Kyrie in that way. Uh, when, when stuff comes after me like that, I just, I, of I, course I you couldn't work there anyway, cause you're unvaccinated, you're filthy and unwashed. So it's really irrelevant. You've kind of peaked sitting there alone in your basement talking to me. So it's kind of, <laughs> if you're, you know, going to be a rebel true to yourself, this is this is your future. <laughs> Not New Hampshire. Go to, anywhere in New Hampshire uh, without well, being vaccinated. We're going <laughs> to get to this Netflix protest, which is just just. I mean, it was awesome. It really was. Uh, I don't know how these counter protesters came up with the whole idea and organized and and decided to make their signs, but they were beautiful. They were great Americans, and I'm just going to say they won the day. We'll get to the you know the spokesman for the other side. The uh, the binary Fred Flintstone. We're going to hear from him, and uh, and and others who were there in L.A. protesting. And we missed the opportunity yesterday to wish everybody happy International Pronoun Day. That was yesterday, Carano. You're supposed to keep track of these things. I don't. I don't care about such things. I don't care. Oh my God, this was big. I I wanted to wish you. Thank you. And they. I wanted to wish you and and they and everybody else a happy International Pronoun Day. We'll tell you who did reach out to the world 
to wish everyone a happy Pranas Day. It's outrageous, but not surprising. We'll get to all that. But first, let me tell you about uh, our good friends at DCU. DCU, do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. It's by NCUA. Membership required. All right, see if you can quickly Google and find out while I'm uh, transitioning here. That's what I'm doing. Oh, transitioning to the Netflix story. Find out how much Ted Sarandis, not the uh, Ted Sarandis that uh, I used to work with at WEEI, my old uh, friend Ted Sarandis. I'm not even sure where he is. Last I talked to Ted Sarandis, he was running for office somewhere on the north. Uh, I think he was like in Medford or, or Malden running for like, I don't know what it was, town council or something. I'm, we pretty, had him sure, on. I'm pretty sure he's got a, a parody account that follows me on Twitter. <laughs> he, he was a character and uh you know all i could say is uh he might not be on the radio anymore but he probably somewhere is giggling himself to sleep at night knowing how much better his numbers his ratings were even when they dumped him his ratings were two or three times what they are now on his former station but uh, ted sarandis the co-ceo of netflix who's in charge of content for netflix and I'm going to guess, even with this current controversy, that morale is pretty good at Netflix, seeing how they are just worth billions and they are just raking in billions every month and they are just an unstoppable force in American culture. They've, I don't know what the protests were like when you know they had that, that child porn series called Cuties about prepubescent girls shaking their, shaking their booties and and twerking it was it was nothing if not child porn but you know netflix didn't probably have a lot of blowback on that on dave chappelle it's different dave chappelle as we've talked about for weeks now his latest his sixth comedy special for netflix uh the closer was very good it was funny but more than funny he wasn't laugh out loud funny as much as it was thought-provoking and risky and dangerous it was the kind of thing comedians used to do if you haven't if you, if you don't believe me go back and look at eddie murphy raw i mean just i watched it one day because my son hadn't he's a big comedy fan and hadn't seen it and we watched it and i couldn't believe how much things have changed i mean he does a whole thing about the the f gay slur and uses it freely he's like howard stern 20 30 years ago using racial slurs homophobic slurs you know in, in virtually every rant uh, those were the days when comedians were supposed to be edgy and even offensive. Now they're supposed to be uh, Jay Leno. You know, they're supposed to tell knock-knock jokes, I guess. And they're supposed to make fun of, well, it used to be airline food. Now it's make fun of people who don't put their phone down. You know, we're looking at their phone as they walk around. Or, uh, you know, they're they're making fun of people who uh, who... Don't you know who 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 aren't good drivers or something? I mean, they 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 stick to these safe spaces. It's sad, but it's the state of the state of comedy and the state of the world. Well, Chappelle's not buying that. He's he's too big to cancel. Again, if he were an up and coming comedian, if he were Shane Gillis, they would destroy him. They would absolutely destroy him. Hell, they're trying to destroy him now, and he's the biggest deal in comedy. Um, again, we've gone over it. He does a whole long rant about uh, transgender. He takes, he supports J.K. Rowling's. He calls himself a TERF, which is a, I forget the acronym, T-E-R-F, something blank, 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 feminist who um, doesn't cede any ground to the transphobic. Uh, Trans-exclusionary um, radical feminist. <laughs> it's one of them. Yeah. I'm one of them too. Are you one of them? I'm one of them. I don't know. I'm, a... I, I'm not going to pick sides there. I don't <laughs> care. People identify whatever they want. I do not care. I don't care. Correct. So neither do I. Neither does Dave Chappelle, of course. Dave Chappelle. See, that's you're the problem, Carano. You're the problem. You the just said What you just said is the problem. You act as if you are taking um, sides against Chappelle when you say that. Say, I don't care what anyone identifies as. 
Why do you think Chappelle does? Do you think Chappelle cares if someone identifies? No, I was speaking for myself, not anybody else. You know that. Okay, we're talking about Dave Chappelle and Netflix now and the protest outside the, the, the Netflix office. If you say, oh, I don't care what anyone identifies, you know, that's, that's Chappelle's thing or that's your thing or Turtle Boy, you're actually <laughs> falling into that trap. Obviously, Chappelle doesn't care how people identify. He's talked about his good friend Daphne, who's a trans woman. Um, I've said it many times. Call yourself whatever you want. Change your name. Change your dress. I'll even go with your pronouns. I disagree with Turtle Boy there, and and others, and you know Matt Walsh and others. If you want to call yourself she, she, fine. It doesn't affect me. What affects me is when you destroy women's sports. What affects me is when you go. If if my if my daughter were still young, if you go into if this 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 non-binary Fred Flintstone is in the woman's room, that bothers me. Okay, if you uh, are expecting, demanding special privilege, special protection, that's un-American. That's that's we're we're all equal. We're all you know equal under the law. You want to be special under the law, and by the way, not necessarily under the law. You want to be special. According to the rules of comedy, you want to, I mean, Dave Chappelle, you can watch it again and write down all the groups he uh, offended or he uh, criticized, attacked or, or joked about. It's, you know, whatever, men, Jews, Jews, Jewish people. He, he mocked as a whole rant. It's not particularly funny, I have to say, about Jewish people, but it is a joke or a riff about Jewish people. You know, black, white men, women, he makes fun of everybody. The only people that walked off the job and demanded an apology or worse or more, a, a cancellation, were the trans community. I've said this, I've tweeted this. I don't know what the opposite of marginalized is. I guess it would be well, protected. Special, yeah. protected. Yeah, it's protected. Class. That's the trans community. Yeah. That They're not marginalized. They're just the opposite. They're not... And, and, and there have been people tweeting about this. George Takei tweeted everyone was responding to him say, you know, that he, he said just the opposite of the truth. He said that you are, you're not allowed to pick on anybody except trans people, which is absurd. They're protected. They're, you're, they're off limits for most comedians, for most critics, for most pundits. They're off limits. Again. You know, black, white, Jewish, Catholic, you know, men, women, those people you can still mm, somewhat, you could still criticize, you could still mock, ridicule. The trans community is off limits and, and God help you if you cross them because they have a very <clears throat> strong, um, <clears throat> let me say, uh, it's very strong. Um, I want to say PR wing. It's more than that. It's it's an enforcement wing. You know that that will come after you and destroy you if they deem you transphobic. And by the way, transphobic can mean different things to different people. To the activists, if you mispronoun someone, that's transphobic. Well, it's violence. Yes, you. right, right. You're hurting. That's violence. Right. Causing that's violence. violence. Yes. They will come after you and try to destroy you. And I think the message here, what, what they're trying to get through to everybody, to, the, to, to, to America and the world is Chappelle isn't too big for us to come after. So what do you think we would do to you? It's all about intimidation. These are vile people that, that want to, they, they don't believe in the first amendment. They don't believe in free speech and free exchange of ideas. They certainly don't believe in comedy, they believe that they are the the, the anointed ones. You, you don't cross them. If you do, and by the way, you know it's it's almost like they will they will in in invite you. Say, look at me. I'm you know I'm got the we'll get to Fred Flintstone here. Got the purple hair and the weird dress. And go ahead, just try try and make fun of me. If you do, I call out the cavalry, and we will come after you and destroy you. We did it to Dave Chappelle. That's what they want. They got lots of pelts on the wall. If they get this one, Carano, if they get Dave Chappelle, then what chance does any Sean, Shane Gillis type or local comedian type 
what chance do they stand? No chance. If, I don't think that if, they. I don't think they're going to take any of the specials down. Like the close is going to stay. No, up. but don't you feel like it's close? <laughs> it's, uh, it, 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 I think that. So I think they're taking a shot, and they do have a, maybe they have a ten percent chance. But I think what's more likely is they is that Netflix does not invite Chappelle back to do exactly. a special, and that's exactly. I guess they can claim that as a win. Exactly. I think they knew uh, initially that they weren't going to get him to take it down. It was so popular. And it would be such a bad look. I mean, it'd be a bad look for anybody, any, you know, whatever, ABC, NBC. Netflix is going to take down a comedy, a, a comedy from one of the great comedians of all time because trans activists demanded it. That would be such a bad look, but you're right. He's done six specials. I think they're going to try to force his hand where he'll say, screw them. I'll never work for them again. And they'll say, oh, good. Oh, good. We're, we're done with Dave Chappelle. We don't have to deal with this anymore. But the walkout, the, the 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 demands of the of the of the trans employees at Netflix are, are, are absurd. You know, take the thing down, apologize, don't ever work with him again because he took the side of J.K. Rowling. You know, because he said gender is a fact. That's the controversy. Gender is a fact. Imagine that being controversial, uh, even five or well, 10 years ago, someone would say, wait a second, you can't say gender is a fact. Hmm. So they walk out, which I don't know how many employees, uh, trans employees Netflix has, but if I'm Ted Sarandis or his whatever, his co-CEO, the guy, the, 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 the sugar daddy for Gavin Newsom, the other guy, you're saying, why did we ever hire these people? I always think about what it does to future you know, employ, potential employees, like if you're a trans person and you want to work at Netflix, good luck. Because they're looking at this saying, we can't, afford, yeah. we can't afford to have more of these type of activists who are going to undermine our whole operation. It doesn't, if well, we, the problem is they're going to have a diversity department. They probably already do. Right. And their HR department's going to have, you have administrators in the HR department who are going to specifically target people for diversity reasons. And right. if Netflix doesn't do that, their stock prices are gonna are gonna fall because people are gonna protest. That, that's and they're gonna, that's and they're gonna say we have to get our numbers it. up. Yeah, that's and the reality of it. So the trans employees walk out of their office and protest, demanding Chappelle be taken down. And there's a counter protest, which is hilarious, and it's kind of done, you know, for the most part, tongue in cheek, because the signs they're waving said, "Jokes are funny, and yes. we like we yes. like jokes. They're just just humorous." And there's this conflict because the trans uh, activists, they're bullies and they mean business and they're not laughing or joking. They're against jokes. They're against humor. Um, and they, and they clash And the guy, the, the guy leading the counter protest, they take his sign that said, jokes are funny. Was it jokes are funny or did it say, uh, thought, we like jokes? One of those I things. I think it was jokes they, are funny or he was saying they, that too. Yeah. <laughs> And they rip his sign up. Right. <laughs> and I'm I'm watching this, and I'm saying he's going to jab them with the stick, you know, the, the uh, uh, with the pole. And then we got trouble. Then we got a visual. And then we got everything. And to his credit, by the way, I got to get his name because he was uh, he's, he's kind of making the rounds. I'll give him credit. He's making the rounds. Um, you uh, Shattuck Shattuck had him on, and he um, didn't. You know, get upset. He didn't uh, throw a fit, uh, fit or, or jab, uh, jab, jab anyone with the pole as he should have. He just kind of laughed it off. But this was this was so perfect when you think about it. People are just saying, "We like jokes. That's all. We like jokes. We like humor, right?" And these bullies, these 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 violent uh, Netflix employees. They're fighting that, you know. They're they're trying to shout well, that and, down. And, saying, and he's being nonviolent, and they're put. They're they're basically they're pushing him out of the protest, and it's being framed in other parts of the media that he was pushing them. It's really crazy how the media is. If, framed you know us. what? If he did, can you imagine if he did, Karana? If he if he oh, pushed them, he shoved them, he'd be done. And you had a visual of this guy. By the way, the the trans activist is is big and, 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 and intimidating looking. Um, uh, and, and the guy with the sign, he's not, I mean, he's, you know, he's, he's not small. I don't think he looks very small or whatever, but, uh, he shouts, Oh no, they took my stick. Right. <laughs> I'm, watch, I'm watching now the trans activist has got to be 
I don't know, six three. He's a white guy, big, and he grabs the sign, rips it up, and the guy with the the pole just kind of laughs and continues to uh, walk around with his pole. He doesn't want to fight him, even though he's got, he's kind of a big chubby guy. Doesn't want to fight him. For that, I can't credit him enough. Can you imagine? Just imagine if he, if it was the other way around, if he took the sign from a trans activist, ripped it up, threw it down, and angrily denounced him. That would be a big deal, right? Be a big deal. Absolutely. Oh yeah, uh, that would go everywhere. That'd go viral. And, and 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 again, it's always it's always the double standard. His name is Vito Gisaldi. Vito Gisaldi, and uh, he's you know probably I don't know what he is. He's got he's got 25,000 followers and videos up and I think he's oh he, he posts a video where he's comparing himself to the 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 Marines of Iwo Jima putting the flag up he's putting the <laughs> sign up and you're right his, his sign said jokes are funny that's what it says imagine being such an angry asshole that you rip up a sign that says jokes are funny but anyway I want to get back to Sarandas because this is so absurd this I, I just can't believe that somebody said this on purpose. Again, CEO, co-CEO. Imagine the money this guy's making, the co-CEO of Netflix. He, I mean, we could look it up. It's probably making 50 million a year. And maybe it's like Turtle Boy and I talked about. Some guys just get intimidated into compliance or silence. He got uh, $39.3 million last year. <laughs> no. Yeah, 34.7 uh, the year before. Um, well, he talks about how he initially handled the controversy uh, when Chappelle's special first aired and uh, he defended Chappelle initially said, no, Chappelle's, you know, our guy and we're going to stand behind him. You know, comedy is supposed to be edgy, controversial, whatever he, he, you know, he said what he was supposed to say, what anyone know. Then they came swooping in the, uh, the Netflix, I mean the, uh, the Netflix employees, the trans Netflix employees, they stormed into a meeting. They they leaked out the details of the agreement with Netflix has with um, Chappelle. That's what we talked about yesterday. He makes made $24 million for this special. They were trying to make, I guess, make him look whatever, bad, make the company look bad. And uh, they walked off the job. Um, again, if, you know, in you'd fire them. If this were many companies, you'd fire them, say, what is wrong with you? You're in, we're in the comedy business, you fools. But of course, again, these are protected people. They can't be fired. They can't be uh, 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 disciplined. He says he tells the Wall Street Journal, Ted Sarandis. He says what I've sh- I sh- what I should have led with in those emails was humanity. The emails defending Chappelle. Yeah. What I should have led with was humanity. Right there, you know, this guy's, you know gone soft quote i should have recognized the fact that a group of our employees was really hurting can i just tell you how disappointing and disgusting so (laughs) soft i got a question ted sarandis why are they hurting because of because of words a comedian said on stage in a live performance words like gender is a fact or I support J.K. Rowling's. Not something profane, although Chappelle certainly swears a lot. By the way, he uses the N-word every two seconds. Are you going to apologize to people who are hurting because Chappelle uses the N-word constantly? Um, you, you, you have a responsibility as a guy who's making $40 million a year because of, largely, not largely, but partially because of comedy, because of people like Chappelle. I feel like Ted Sarandis has an obligation not only to defend Chappelle, but to defend comedy and take it a step beyond Carano is to defend speech to spend. I mean, in this case, Ted Sarandis, the CEO of Netflix has an obligation to say, you guys are, have got to toughen up. I mean, he doesn't have to use those words, but he, you have to wake up and toughen up. This is America. We cherish free speech. And free speech is not about speech that you agree with. It's not about innocuous, benign speech. It's about speech that might 
upset you. But imagine how fragile. Imagine how fragile these people are. Someone they don't know says a joke, and they get all hurt about it. Like imagine their their loved one says, "Hey, you know what? You're not the neatest person. You should clean up after yourself a little bit more." <laughs> that would destroy them. They'd die on the spot. They'd burst into flames. It's it's disgusting, and I mean that. I mean that. It's it, and, and it's. Chappelle aside, is Netflix aside, you know, Fred Flintstone aside, we ask this a lot and I'll ask it again. What happened to our appreciation for free speech? It's like disappeared and it's scary. I mean, even when I was whatever in college or high school, I knew that the thing that made us, you know, different from the Soviet Union or Cuba or even, you know, Western democracies in, in Europe was we have it enshrined. We have this, this right to say what we want, even if it upsets people. You have a right, I hate to break it to you know half the politicians in Washington, you have a right to spread the disinformation. I know that's uh, scary, but that's what we value in America. We value the right to speak, the right to offend, the right to upset people. This wasn't even a guy attacking people for what they are, for being transgender, for saying, what is wrong with you people? Why don't you just, you know, stop, you know, stop dressing up like that and just, you know, stop changing your problem, stop changing your name. He didn't do that. This wasn't a commentary on the trans community. These were jokes. This were, by the way, a defense of J.K. Rowling. This was essentially a defense of, 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 of girls and women's sports, girls and women's bathrooms, things perfectly reasonable, rational view. You don't have to disagree with it, but their response is to shut it down. And this squish, this pathetic, spineless, super rich wimp, Ted Sarandis, his reaction is, yes, let's give in, let's surrender to this cancel mob. Well, this is what Barry Weiss was talking about a couple days ago, these moments of cowardice. And, and you would hope that someone as big as Netflix, if they would have taken a stand here, would have gone a long way to helping to reverse this, this situation. I, I agree. It's, it's scary. And I don't think people appreciate how scary it is. There are comedians out there sitting down today, you know, at home trying to write uh, jokes, trying to write a, a, a 40 minute set. And in their mind is this, you know, this, I, this mob, they're there. They're, 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 they have a permanent spot in the minds of every comedian, every joke writer. Obviously, it doesn't matter to, you know, to Colbert or Kimmel, these, these, these pathetic, you know, liberal squishes that they don't count. We're talking about real comedians who take chances. You know, we're talking about Dave Chappelle and Bill Burr and, and I guess Shane Gillis, although I haven't heard much from him, but, you know, we're not talking about pretend comedians like Saturday Night Live, like Kate McKinnon. You know, that these these people don't, or Howard Stern, they don't count. They've given in, they've surrendered. We're talking about people who still take chances, who still dare to offend people on occasion. That's the beauty of Chappelle. Again, it's not laugh out loud funny at all times, but it's thought provoking. And you do, when you watch, if you're like me, you have an appreciation for the fact that he goes there. You know, he goes there when most comedians, for good reason, are afraid to go there. They know if they go there, this mob will destroy them. So they don't go there. So the mob wins. The mob wins. It's just like, you know, when Turtle Boy and I were talking earlier about people who are intimidated into silence or compliance, they just say it's not worth the fight. Well, Chappelle's up for the fight and you know, he's, he's big and he's powerful and he can get away with it. But I gave him credit for going there when he knows not only will these mobs come after him, but the, his own CEO won't have his back and he doesn't care. I'm predicting now, Carano, I know his contract's up. He's going to go out guns blazing. He's going to say F you Ted Sarandis in some form, maybe in his next special on whatever HBO or wherever he does it. He will talk about the fact that his, his former, employer netflix did not have his back i hope so we'll see can we play do we have fred flintstone if you haven't seen it the mob that was protesting demanding netflix cancel there was a bunch of transgender uh, employees from netflix and this guy to his credit 
did interviews, gave his name and st- stated his case, but he's big fat guy who's wearing some weird kind of vest thing. And he's became the binary Fred Flintstone on Twitter. He's got purple hair and he's, um, he's hurt. I guess he's hurting, right? He is what hurting. He, uh, before we play hurting. it, do you want to, do you want to hit Shay and then, uh, and then we yes. get back to this? Yes, let's do Shay, and then we'll play uh, Binary Fred Flintstone, who led the mob. And I don't think they'll get uh, Chappelle canceled, but would you say that they've won the day? I mean, forget the sign ripped up, but would you say to get they got their, to, to they got their CEO? They got the CEO Absolutely. Yeah. to buckle, to give in. Yeah, that's to, a win. To, and, and that, again, is not necessarily about now. That's about the next special, the next person who was thinking maybe it's you know ricky gervais the next guy who was thinking about doing a riff on transgender people they're gonna think twice so i will say that the mob once again wins the day and that's a bad thing for america but you know what's a good thing for america shea concrete this is an all-american company that does incredible work and uh, if you weren't aware what they do, well, one thing they do is precast concrete steps. They got a huge selection ready for you, ready for installation at your home. If you're building a home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs for uh, any home. There are many options available, including concrete, or you create a customized option for you using stone or brick. A new staircase can dramatically Upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town, or at least the talk of the neighborhood. Shake and remove the old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps in a matter of hours. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. Hell, why, why not do this? What's the reason? Can you think of a reason not to do this? With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience and in a few hours, you'll get a brand new front entrance. Learn more at shayconcrete.com. And don't forget, if you're not happy, if you're not happy with your job, and you know, lots of us, lots of people, they're not. Maybe you're thinking, looking to uh, switch jobs, find a new place. This is the place for you, perhaps. Maybe they're hiring. They're always hiring. Right now, Shay has between 15 and 20 openings available. Maybe one is for you. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you have to do is pass a drug test. Easy. Pass a drug test. Go to work for Shea. You will not forget it. regret it. Check it out at SheaConcrete.com. All right, let's get to... David is his name. Or he has, he has, he has a few names. Oh, we're, uh, I know his name's David. I was kind of disappointed. I thought he was going to have a more creative he had name. A, he has a second name, though. I think he identifies himself here. Do you want to hear it? Yes, he spells it. Let's listen to, if you haven't seen it, he's a big guy, big, big guy with purple hair, and he kind of uh, does some interviews, and it became the spokesman for the mob that tried to uh, get Chappelle canceled. All right. Yeah, my name is David Huggard. I'm a non-binary individual. I also go by the persona of Eureka O'Hara, which has been debuted on RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, Season 9, 10, All-Star 6, and HBO's We're Here. David, D-A-V-I-D-H-U-G-G-A-R-D. And then Eureka, E-U-R-E-K-A-O-H-A-R-A. I love Eureka. Eureka. Why is it so important to be out here today? Yeah, I know. It's important to be out here today because we have to stand in solidarity with each other. Obviously, uh, Ashley Marie Preston is a, a great advocate and a huge sister of mine, um, also a trans woman. As a non-binary person, we as trans people and non-binary people aren't getting visibility or respect in the entertainment industry to begin with. And to have something like Dave Chappelle's special not be noted that it's, it's promoting discrimination and hate conversation is very um, hurtful to the activism and the cause that we're trying to progress ourselves in the industry. Hurtful. You imagine giving in to that guy. I mean, that guy. Eureka, giving in to Eureka, it's very hurtful. Well, the only response, if you're Ted Sarandos, is to, you know, I don't want to be crass, but it's suck it up, buttercup. It's a joke. Well, here's the thing. If it hurts you, it's opt-in content. Don't right, watch right. it. Don't it's a good point. watch it. It's a good point. As I always explain, you know, if a liberal doesn't like a radio show, I mean, if a conservative doesn't like a radio show, he changes the station. If a liberal doesn't like a radio show, he demands it be taken off the air. How about that, uh, David? Or Eureka? Eureka, what do you say Eureka is? 
O'Hare. That's like his stage name or I think, something? Yeah, or? Uh, was in a he, she, he, I don't know how uh, how Eureka identifies. Uh, but, non-binary, I, I think they, they. Okay, they, well. Uh, they, again, non-binary is neither? You're I neither think it's male? neither, yeah. They're not, not, uh, not determining which one. So uh, they hmm. were on RuPaul's Drag Race, season nine, season 10. So they were giving us their credentials. And I think their stage name is Eureka O'Hare, like Scarlett O'Hare, except for Oh, Eureka. I got you. I got, and he was hurt. By the way, we didn't get into this. They were this. hurt, by the way. It was kind of funny. The Billy, uh, when you, if you saw uh, on the cover of, was it Vanity Fair or Vogue? Was um, uh, what's his face? The singer, the the uh, Harry Styles, and he was in a dress, and it was you know like provocative, trying to like look at me wearing a dress, trying to get attention. Billy Porter was very offended because he thinks that they. Uh, uh, they stole his act, and he says that's oh. my act. And they had, had to they had to give it to a white heterosexual. No one could wear a dress. No one. I'm, Billy, no one can ever wear a dress because <laughs> Billy Porter did it. Right. I'm sorry, Billy, but I'm pretty sure he sings. You know, he sings. That's why he's on the cover. That's why he's famous. I mean, he, he's a handsome guy too, and he's provocative, and he Sold likes some to, records. But he's a singer. You're not. Well, I don't know. Is Billy Porter a singer? I have no idea who this person you're talking about is. I'm just going with it. You don't know who Billy Porter is? Wow. You are, you are really a homophobe. I mean, a transphobe. If you don't uh, idolize. American actor Billy. and singer. What Billy Porter, what's Billy Porter? Oh, he's a singer. I don't even know. Yeah, but I guess. He, was, he said Harry Styles stole his act and it was racist, homophobic, and everything else. That they put him on the well, cover. Well, you stole it from vaudeville in the 1800s, Billy Porter. Right, right. I was going to say, what about RuPaul? Or RuPaul. What about, what about Dennis Rodman? There's lots of people who have <laughs> right. worn dresses just to get a charge out of people. Hell, my dorm is- in college. That's how it was. <laughs> Yeah, I did it the other night, but I was feeling pretty, you know, what can I say? And I just did it, you know, in my... Oh, Billy, my... Billy Porter was in uh, Kinky Boots as the role oh, of Lola, uh, some sort of musical. I, I don't Lola, know. I don't like musicals. Was... Not, musicals are the worst invention ever. They're, they're shit. Good, I'm with you. We finally agree on something. Uh, do, do you not Do you not know the song Lola? You're the one that's supposed to oh, know. Oh, of course. Yeah, we, we just talked about the Kinks on uh, Quantum Week this last week. We had an yeah, 80s song Lola. from the Kinks that came up, right. so we talked about Lola. So Lola, Lola was wearing a dress long, long before Harry Styles or yeah. Billy Porter. But yep. anyway, we will... Uh, we will wrap up the uh, Netflix uh, Dave Chappelle. And I think, you know what, if you're Chappelle, he's smart. He's sitting back, taking it all in quietly on his ranch in Ohio and counting his money, his $24 million, and saying, keep it going, uh, Eureka. You know, keep going, Buttercup. Do not uh, let up because I think Saranis has come up with this compromise where he's going to take the side of angry transgender employees but also leave the Chappelle special up. Yeah. For, and they're going to set records. I don't know what the most popular Netflix show or. or oh, it's, it's Squid Game. Uh, it's, it's just come out as that action. I haven't watched it, but uh, I think something like 80 million people have watched it. Wow. Well, I think Chappelle will, you know, I don't know about Netflix comedy specials, but it'll be among the, the most popular ever and it'll be very big success. And the next thing he'll do, it'll be he'll talk about this for someone else. It's it's professionally couldn't have worked out better for Chappelle. And you know, we're happy because guy has to pay the bills. But all right, we don't have time to do Fauci. I'll just say that to no surprise to anybody who's paying attention to me, to anybody who's listening, to any uh the NIH, his outfit admitted yesterday that they funded gain-of-function research in Wuhan, which means one simple thing. Dr. Anthony Fauci lied under oath. Dr. Anthony Fauci committed a felony. It's on video. It's on tape. We've seen it. He was before the Senate. He was debating with Rand Paul, and he flat-out lied. That's confirmed. I'm not sure. We don't CNN or MSNBC gives a damn because they still love flip-flop Fauci, but He's not just a flip-flopper. He is a perjurer. He lied under oath. And, you know, what did he lie about? He lied about the fact that he sent our money, taxpayers' money, to Wuhan to fund the research that created the virus. Can you think of a, just throwing spitballing, any scandal that even comes close to that when you think about it? No. A, 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 a virus that killed 700 plus thousand Americans destroyed our economy that t- destroyed trillions in wealth that killed millions around the globe. Our guy, Anthony Fauci took our money and bankrolled the research that created the virus. 
not only is he not going to quit, he won't be fired. He won't be chased out of town like he should be. It's it's amazing what being on the right side of the aisle, being you know over there with you know Hunter Biden and uh, you know and and Clapper and Comey and 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 Brennan and all the rest of the criminals, being with them on that correct side, and you skate. Not only you skate, you keep your pension, you keep your salary, you keep everything. If you're over here with the January 6th, you know, insurrectionists or with the, uh, uh, with any Trumpkins, uh, with uh, Cotter Page and Roger Stone, your life is over, turned upside down. If you're, uh, forget it, it's, it's over. But hopefully, you know, the law eventually catches up to Fauci and they raid his office and they take him away in handcuffs. But I'm not hopeful. But anyway, at least now we know. At least now it's been confirmed. He lied under oath. And anyway, we will uh, leave it there, Karana. What else did I miss? We had lots to get to. I mean, but... there's violence in Lawrence all over the place. Uh, day, weeks of violence. There's uh, John Hinckley's music we could talk about. Yes, Maybe we're going to we'll do that tomorrow. tomorrow. We'll get to John okay. Hinckley's music because uh, we're going to break all the rules. We're going to play the I'm license. I'm into it. Yeah, let's do it. Music tomorrow uh, on our Locals Only show. You can uh, check it out if you go to Locals.com and sign up and join us and become a uh, member. Supporter. Correct? Supporter. Become a supporter. Uh, uh, and part of our community again go to locals.com tomorrow a special show just for uh, supporters friends community members we'll do that Hinkley thing and we never get to the Philadelphia rape on the train which is a kind of a big deal maybe we'll talk about that as well another other happy story but uh, we will get to all that tomorrow thanks to everybody for listening for watching for commenting for subscribing Go to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating if you would. And maybe leave a review. You can uh, review how uh, how you think Carano's doing or, you know, how you can rip them if you want. I don't care. Go there and uh, let us know what you think don't do on it. Apple Podcasts. We appreciate it. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show. And we will talk to our friends in our community on Locals.com tomorrow morning.